This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, I'm Hanif Baharudin and you're listening to Night School, the show that explores ideas and themes in the social sciences and the humanities. I'm joined by Simon Soon this week and we don't have guests for this particular episode only because we are, I guess, trying to sort of like reflect on... on it's on, also the end of the year. So yeah. It's we want to sort of like wind, wind down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and, and maybe... As always, it's a good time to sort of reflect. Mm. And I, I guess um, we're going to do that and we're also going to reflect on why we reflect. I mm. feel at least at least that's, you know, the thing that I want to explore in this episode. Okay, right? yeah. where, where do you think this is coming from? I mean, why <laughs> why this sudden interest in taking stock of our past? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'm quite reflective as a person. I mean, I like to reflect. But at the same time, I also feel that it's quite, at least communally, it's quite strange to see how people only reflect on certain times, right? Certain periods. Mm. Uh, and, and, and one of those periods is, I think, probably during the end of the year, right? Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and I think for this particular year, it's also quite interesting because it's also the end of, de- of the right. decade, right? Yeah. So I think people's reflection has been, I think, a little, a little bit more, I think, more in-depth now, right? And I guess also, you are, you're right in the sense that it's not only the end of the year and it's not only the end of the decade, but it's also uh, the period where we have actually arrived at the big 2020, right? Which mm. is such an over-defining sort of like, <laughs> uh, presence in our sort of like imagination. Yep, especially as Malaysians. Yeah, Malaysians, yeah. I think yeah. We did, we've done an, an, episode, an episode on in that. In fact, that was our sort of like first episode, <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> which was to sort of like that, think yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. Are you personally looking forward to 2020 because I, of that specifically? I, I suppose so. I mean, in the sense that I always recall um, at the age of, uh, you know, I don't recall very much about my childhood, but uh, one of the most vivid sort of like memory that continues to stay with me, as much as it's possibly an invention, uh, over that have accrued you know significance over time, is that I have always remembered feeling at the age of sort of like seven or eight or even up to sort of like nine, always wondering back then how I would sort of like what I would be. At 2020, <laughs> when I hit the age of 37. <laughs> and I guess it's around the corner, yeah. and that's a frightening sort of like thought, but also equally exhilarating. Mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a, a very, I guess, exciting year ahead, I guess, to look forward to. Right? I mean, right. I, I think I share the same sentiment, almost the same sentiment. I did wonder back then, you know, back when I was much younger about, you know, how it's going to be like in 2020. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it was far away from what I imagined, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Did, so it didn't meet your expectations at all on any level? To be fair, I didn't put any particular expectation. Right. So it's more of like, oh, I wonder, you know, what's gonna what it's gonna be like in twenty twenty. And mm. I guess um, maybe maybe it wasn't how I imagined it. It wasn't an expectation. It was more of I, how I imagined it to be like. I guess mm. yeah, probably like, far removed from my right. imagination. But at the same time, I guess it is what it is. Yeah. So I, thinking back at the you know at the moment where we sort of like imagine this future, I can also sort of like. If I sort of like recall correctly, then at least there was a sense that this future is going to be much more technologically sort of like advanced and, and, and there would be all these sort of like newfangled sort of like gadgets that would change our entire life or the course that we sort of like lead our sort of daily life, right? Mm. But, you know, having arrived at this point, <laughs> it 
also feels kind of like normal. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing has really sort of like changed that much. Mm. But at the same time, you think about it harder. Now we actually have smartphones. Yep. Yeah, we actually have FaceTime yeah. to sort of like communicate almost in a near instantaneous sort of like manner uh, mm. with another person located halfway across the world without paying a single cent. Mm. If you were to use, I don't know, WhatsApp. Mm. Uh, that kind of technological leap is quite remarkable if you sort of like consider back in the 90s where we were still relying on the telephone. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think I think we definitely made that um, that 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 leap, right? Right, but yeah. it's just on a conscious level. <laughs> these things don't register. Yeah, as palpable, sort of like abrupt shift <laughs> that you imagine this, uh, you imagine this future to sort of like be right. Mm. But <laughs> you, you come a long way, though. But if you come a long way, if you think about it, because. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think sometimes when we discuss, and again, let's 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 reflect on you know our yeah. past, right? We don't lead our lives like we led them before, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, um, I think I was lucky enough to be growing up in the age when the internet was still not mature yet, so I got to at least experience. Um, living that old school lifestyle, right? You what's know, what's the old school lifestyle for you? <laughs> uh, what's the quality that you most remember? Uh, that, I guess playing out, playing outside, right? When you were still okay. kids, yeah, playing outside, yeah. playing with your friends, you know, watching television. Yeah, watching television is a bit in between, so, but but right, it's still right. it's still quite uh, so Saturday morning cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons, um, reading magazines mm. like you know Gila Gila or Ujang. Right. Yeah. Even even the concept of magazines these days, right? You know, you don't you right. don't read magazines, right? Yeah. That's true. You play games. Yeah, you play video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it was just you know life before social media. School holidays, oh, as much as it can be fun, can sometimes be quite lonely because you don't communicate with your friends. Right, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Right. So, so, but these days, you know, everyone's connected, and well, you're, you're connected all the time. Well, I have news for you. I, my first smartphone was when I was the age of twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you have mobile phones then, right? Uh, yeah, mobile yeah. phones, but it's very different, right? You, yeah. you like, when you want to sort of like you know try to get from point A to point B. I remember having to print out a map <laughs> from, you know, Google, uh, an online map of Google. Yeah. Uh-huh. And these days you can just waste. Yeah. And, and these are the incremental staggered conveniences that I think we've sort of like, like you said, you know, taken, I would say taken for granted. It's just that we, we felt like mm. it was just incremental, but at the same time it was, exactly. yeah, it was quite I think that's quite a good way to sort of like put it, that incremental yeah. sort of like nature and then suddenly, <laughs> you know, your life has sort of changed irrevocably. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's incremental, but it's still life-changing. Though. Yeah. I can't imagine like myself, you know, using a map. I don't even know how to use a map. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's, that's where we are now. But right? I want to ask you a question actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you imagine this past to be much more a simpler time uh, was it uh, something that you yearned sort of like for? Is, is that sort of like age, has that age sort of like passed and, and therefore there's a sort of like sense of longing uh, for a much sort of like simpler time? I think we're gonna we're gonna be meta in a bit, right? Yeah. But before, I'm gonna answer your question first by uh, saying that to a certain extent, yes, you know. Mm-hmm. But then again, I know for a fact that you know me yearning for the past is also an act of romanticization, right? And mm. I don't know whether, at least these days, you know, being a bit more aware of these things, I I don't know whether sometimes it's it's healthy to romanticize the past right, in that right, sense. Right, yeah, right. as much as when well, you can yearn, you can always be nostalgic right, about right, things. Right. But sometimes, you know, you don't want to lapse into romanticizing the past, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And here comes the meta part. Right, right, and I right. just want to like ask, ask yeah. So meta part is you sort of like taking a step back yeah. from this investment in the emotion yeah. to look at how you have sort of like come to take on this emotion. Yeah. Right? And okay. also to question why we, you know, why you asked that question in the mm-hmm. first place. And also, and realizing that, you know, 
it's a good question, but it's also a question that sometimes, I mean, at least from my point of view, is that why we ask that question in the first place, right? Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And it is a loaded sort of like <laughs> question in the sense that, you know, as I was sort of just quickly skimming through what has been sort of like written about, uh, you know, this reflection or this nostalgia or long, a sense of longing for the past, you'd find even articles that looks at empirical kind of like systems of measuring sort of like nostalgia mm. for the sake of reproducing that, that kind of like experience for the consumer market. Mm. So the, the idea that you can plan or engineer this emotion in a sort of like for the mass audience is uh, it, it's scary yeah. uh, when you imagine this emotion to be so personal, right? Mm. To be so sort of like authentic. Yeah. But actually... There are different ways people are sort of like thinking about how emotions can be manipulated. Yeah, I think I think that's the byproduct of of, of nostalgia, right? The fact that it can be commercialized and right. quote unquote exploited to that extent, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is why I'm also quite, you know, in trying to as much as I indulge in it, I have to be honest and admit that. Mm. I also have to be careful, you know, we also mm. have to be careful to an extent to to sort of like not romanticize it that much because we risk going into that route, right? Of mm. of, of exploiting I, and commercializing. That's true. But I also don't want to be a cynic, right? <laughs> I mean, the last thing we want to is to be sort of like the cold clinical calculated machine that, uh, you know, a modern education is supposed to sort of like shape us into. So what do you think is like, uh, something that is useful or productive or meaningful that comes from nostalgia? I don't know. I guess sometimes, you know, as creatures of comfort, we do want to go back to things that we are comfortable with. Familiar. Right? Yeah, yeah. Something that's, something that's quite familiar. And, and I guess... Um, is that source of comfort anchoring uh, for your sort of like sense of self in a world that is constantly changing and you're not, you're not, you're not sort of like certain where, you know, where this future might sort of like, uh, you know, mm. lead to? Definitely, and, yeah. I, th- I think I think yeah, to a certain extent, you you know, there's always that safe, safe anchor, right? Right. That you look for in life, and I guess. Because usually, you know, the things that you are nostalgic about tend to be very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it relates back to home, your kampung, or mm-hmm. your, you know, that personal belonging that you have, your family, things like that. So I think uh, it is, I guess, I mean, something that you look towards or something mm-hmm. that you look for, that, that sense of familiarity, right? And, right, and, right. and I guess uh, it's always good to have a safety net. I guess right, human beings right. by nature want to have that safety net, mm-hmm. right? Just so that they can go back to something, something that they can be familiar with. And like you said, because we live in an era, in a, mo- in a world where things are constantly changing, yeah. yeah, and things are constantly, you know, uh, especially these days moving at a, such a fast pace that sometimes you just want to go back to, you know, mm-hmm. your comfort zone. Yeah? And, right, right, and, right. And, you know, for us, it's, memories are, I think, the strongest zone for you to, to, to just mm-hmm. go back to, right? Yeah. So I wonder if we can sort of then unpack the word nostalgia a bit and then you can help me with this translation, right? <laughs> Whether it's, uh, what, what, what is the equivalent of this word in, say, the Malay language? Uh, you know, the word nostalgia, at least if you sort of mm. like look at the Greek sort of like origin, it, it make, it's made up of sort of like two words. Uh, first is nostos, which is this idea that a return home, it's a homeward sort of like return, right? And it's based on Odysseus or Odyssey, which is one of the Homeric sort of like epic poem. And charts his sort of like return after uh, the battle, uh, in, uh, you know, to his homeland. But the second sort of like, uh, and that, that word, nostos, is then combined with like, uh, I forgot what's the second word, but it's 
something to do a edgia or something like mm. that and it has something to do with this aching feeling mm. this feeling of sort of like the longing that is also painful emotionally sort of like painful mm. and i guess it's describing a very specific kind of emotion right where you feel that there is this pain of, of wanting to sort of return home of course in the story of odyssey we know that uh, once he got back it's not there anymore. Everything has sort of like changed. His idea of the home has sort of like changed. Uh, and part of the story is about him trying to sort of like search and trying to restore this loss, this vanished sort of like world that he sort of like imagines that home still mm. actually sort of contains, right? Yeah. Is there a kind of, um, you know, a similar kind of like, you know, sense of gravity to the situation if we were to use the word Rindu? Or or Rindu is 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 more literal. Okay. I, think, I think it's more of an action word. Right? It is very nostalgia. I mean, um, thank you for that that definition. Uh, I think um, what I can take away from that definition is that it allows for for the word to be interpreted either positively or negatively. As mm-hmm. much as as much as the painful aspect of it is that, right? Mm-hmm. Based, at least based on your definition, right? Or at um, least based on the kind of story <laughs> that one gets from, you know, digging a bit deeper, then it's also that sense of the inevitable sort of like change, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That this past is irretrievable yeah. in spite of how mm. much you want to long for it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Rindu, Rindu sounds a bit more affectionate. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, you, right. You, you can be nostalgic and Rindu. Right. Whereas nostalgia itself is a... It's a... Hmm. Actually, you're right. Like, I think maybe nostalgia, if you think about it, it is, it's... Memang tend to be positive, right? You don't, you're not nostalgic about something that's negative, right? In right, your life. right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. If you think about it. Right, yeah. right. In fact, right. you resent old memories. Right, right. of course. You're not you nostalgic about old memories. Yeah. Get them. <laughs> yeah. There is a tinge of hearkening back to that past right. if you're being nostalgic. And Whereas an ideal yeah. past, right? Mm. Okay. And I think on that note, maybe you should take a break first. Okay. Yeah, so you're listening to me, Hanif Baradin, and Simon Soon. And, and this week, we're just talking about nostalgia for our last episode of the year 2019. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're tuned in to Night School with me, Hanif Baharudin. I'm joined by Simon Soon. And in this episode, it's just the two of us. And we've been talking about nostalgia. Mm. Yeah. And you know, so- we should do this more often. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should. Yeah, maybe we should, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, no, Simon, I understand that you have a question. Like, I think I think yes. we stopped we stop in the first part uh-huh. um, by trying to like interpret a Malay equivalent of the word nostalgia. Yeah, right? yeah. I was going to push you a bit further to sort of like come up with a Malay equivalent of nostalgia, if there is any. Yeah. Um, I-, I think the literal translation for nostalgia is nostalgia in Malay. Yeah, okay. It's spelled the same way, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's, right. it's, it's a straight up uh, translation. So that but would have been a very recent addition to the Malay lexicon. Mm, yeah, I guess so. And the, I think the challenge here is to for us to actually find a better equivalent, right? maybe okay. a, a more quote-unquote uh, original, although mm. that one is also mm. quite difficult to find in Malay right, language, right, right? right? Yeah, yeah. A word that is yeah, without actually trans- literally translating the word nostalgia to nostalgia in Malay, right? Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned Rindu, and I think Rindu, Rindu is, I guess to a certain extent, Rindu is what you feel when you're feeling nostalgic. Right, okay, <laughs> yeah, right. Can. Okay, I see, I see when it's coming. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, kenangan. Is kenangan? Kenangan, yeah, okay. So, Kemarin, it's more about memories, isn't it? Uh, mm. I guess it does carry that tint that 
uh, a, a sense that it's a it's a past that continues to linger mm. and uh, and stays with you, right? Yeah, right, right. There's something about the word nostalgia that makes it feel a bit more heavy, heavy and more all-encompassing, right? Right, uh, right, right, yeah. right, right. right. So, I, yeah, I mean, do, mm. uh, I mean, if there there isn't, you know, the right sort of like equivalent word, then maybe. Does it mean that, you know, uh, historically in the sort of like Malay language, there isn't that kind of, or in Malay sort of like culture, there isn't that kind of like sense of uh, one, that, that, that sense of relationship to the past? I don't think so. In fact, yeah. I think, you know, Malay, Malay culture tends to maybe accentuate that a bit more. Okay. In fact, I right, guess. Right. Yeah. Can I you guess. give examples? Or? Well, I mean, uh, uh, I think we've discussed this before in our episode, the scenario episode, but uh-huh. but, but, uh, but look at our modern Iklan Raya, right? And right. how, you know, um, they're just, and basically they're just, you know, so the kampung is always idealized. Yeah, the kampung uh, is yeah. always idealized. Right. And, and, and it's, a, it's a site of resolution on, mm. on many levels. You know, mm. you make peace with your past. You mm. come to sort of like seek forgiveness. Mm. And you, you, you come to embody a self that is more authentically, say, uh, Malay on, yeah. on, on many levels. Uh, yeah. you, you can transfer this to any other sort of like context. Chinese also <laughs> the same. You have yeah. your Chinese kampung. You, you live yourself in the kampung. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that feeling is amplified. Uh, more as we, you know, as as we go through rampant urbanization, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, and especially you know, you know, as we reach twenty twenty and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, I think there are still people out there who are still a bit more nostalgic to the right. idea of what they perceive to be the ideal, you know, especially yeah. in relation to, to their identities, right? Yeah. It's a very curious place to be in. You know, <laughs> on the one hand, we know that we have arrived at this this sort of like goal, right, of this future that's been sold to us mm. in our most sort of like formative years. On the other hand, one year before we reach this goal, we're told that, no, it's also been delayed. Mm. Uh, it's been pushed back. <laughs> you know, the target, the, shifting, the target is shifting and it has been sort of like moved back another five to ten years, depending on, you know, how successful, the, uh, you know, the current government runs its economy mm. uh, and manage the country. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're in a sort of like strange place where you, <laughs> on the one hand, you sort of like feel that there is, yeah. we've arrived for something. But yeah. on the other hand, you're saying it's also, te- uh, you know, the government is also telling us that we've arrived, but not quite. Yeah. <laughs> There's still some way to go. You you have to give it to, yeah. I guess, the originator, right? right in this right. case, to Nautama Hadi And how he managed to, I guess, sell that narrative to yeah. a point where, you know, we're here we are currently talking about yeah. it, you know. Uh, but you I know. think that's the rub, right? I think, you know, a dream or, mm. of a future is always deferred. Mm. It cannot be realized. <laughs> I think this is a very good example of, you know, if you want to sort of like go psychoanalytic about it, mm. it's about this kind of like constant deferment. Once you get there, you're never really there. <laughs> you ne- it never really sort of like meets all your sort of like expectation. Yeah. That it's always something that needs to constantly be deferred into the future. Mm. Uh, 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 and that's the kind of like interesting sort of like struggle and negotiation we have on a day-to-day basis is that you have this goal, but the goal is you can never fulfill it. Mm. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a sort of like strange, delicious sort of like uh, feeling or I, ironic sort of like feeling about yeah. negotiating with this kind of emotion. Yeah, do you, do you think that it's healthy sometimes? Uh, yeah. I, because, I mean, I'm only asking that because sometimes with expectations, we tend to, I guess, put a lot of pressure on ourselves then, mm. right? And, and I feel like, well, it's always good to challenge yourself. Sometimes, you know, putting a lot of 
expectations on on things like you know these things mm. can be problematic, right? Because because right. it then shape how you perceive the world, then right. shape how you perceive your surroundings, and and. Yeah, it makes you feel. Yeah, you know, I guess so. I mean, one thing is, as Malaysians, I don't think we're very good at feeling uns. We're, we're not very comfortable with being uncertain mm. about things, right? We want fast answers. We want things prescribed. We want all easy solutions. We want someone to tell us that this is how it works and that uh, everything is going to be all right if you sort of like stick to the plan. Mm. Uh, but life is never really <laughs> like that, is it? Mm. <laughs> and being uncomfortable with <laughs> uncertainty uh, is maybe some... I, I think it's a much more healthy way to sort of like negotiate with one's sort of expectations. Yeah. But coming back to the original question of this episode, right. I guess, uh, why do you think we feel the need to reflect and be nostalgic about the past? Mm. Or sometimes... Well, I don't know. I, I guess it doesn't apply to everyone right. about whether they're feeling nostalgic about things or not. But mm. but why is reflection so important? Right. I guess it's... Uh, I think how I see it is that um, all forms of sort of like memory practice, that means attempts at sort of like remembering, you know, a lifetime or a life world that is not present. Mm. That is not about the present sort of like... They are about the sort of like uh, how what we are living through at the present moment offers some kind of like you know a critical lens into sort of like comparing what we're doing today mm. uh, with how people how things have been sort of like done and offers other possibilities as well mm. right uh, that we often assume that there's only one way to sort of like think about a specific sort of like issue mm. or how do you proceed uh, to address a specific sort of like issue mm. but actually. Uh, the variety of sort of like human experience tells us that, uh, you know, the different sort of like uh, ways in which things have been sort of addressed and making sure that these examples are also sort of like laid out on the table when we make the decision of how to proceed in life mm. is important. It enriches our choices. Mm. Yeah, it enriches a range of sort of like actions that we can possibly undertake. Mm. And why do people do it only you know, at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's not, not to scrutinize people, but yeah. it's just that yeah, if you notice that people tend to be reflective yeah. at the end of the year and at the beginning of a new year. Right. I guess it's, there's also a cultural sort of like dimension to it, right? At the end of the year, it's about a closing of one chapter. And, and we structure our lives like that. As, as human beings, we structure it according to cycles, right? It's almost like a rite of passage in some sense that you reach a sort of like final point and you need to sort of like take stock before you can sort of like move on. And these are very artificial uh, in the sense that a lot of these, each different sort of like cultural community would have uh, have a different sort of like uh, system to it, it, to sort of like uh, create these moments of sort of like reflection. Uh, but in our contemporary sort of like society, in our modern day sort of like life, it's structured around this idea of the 365 days year, <laughs> right? And at the end of the year, you know that next year is uh, something is a time to sort of like begin a new and you know to be to begin a new sort of like uh, enterprise. Uh, so, uh, in order to do that, you need to sort of look back and, and, and sort of like figure out best best possible sort of like strategy mm. to move ahead. Mm. Uh, I think that's one way to sort of like think about it. <laughs> what do you think? 
Mm, I don't know. I'm generally curious about it. That's why I asked you. Right, right, because right. I, I don't I don't think I have a particular answer. I'm more like perplexed and and curious about you know right. why people do that. But it's also cu- social cultural, you know. I mean, mm. you see that on Facebook. Mm. You see that especially on Instagram, where you have all these apps uh, that sort of allow you to review your you know the best moments in yeah. your entire year. So in in some ways, uh, it's also a manufactured kind of uh, mm. emotion yeah yeah. I think because I I personally feel that people should you know sometimes check check in once in a while right? mm-hmm. and, and, and check in and by check in I mean yeah. you should always be you know reflection can happen any, any at moment, any point in time at, at any point in time and you can always do that you know once in a while and I that's something that I sometimes actively try to do as well mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I don't like to tie it to any particular moment in 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 a, in a, in a year or in, mm-hmm, in my mm-hmm. life, right? So so it's always good. Well, sometimes you do reflect, you know, during your birthday yeah. and what, during you know maybe Raya and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. but but it's always so also it's also good to reflect on things randomly, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we can probably do it at any point in our sort of like lives and in any point on you know uh, of the calendar. Mm. But I think there's. I guess the social dimension mm. is sort of like important in, in here in the sense that it allows for a moment of sort of collective stock taking, right? Yeah, communal uh, effort. Communal yeah, communal activity, effort. Right? Yes, and a communal sort of like attempt to sort of like come to grapple with this issue. Mm. And it also sort of like creates a much more permissive sort of like environment to sort of do undertake this activity. Uh, otherwise, if you were to just pine for the past, Every single day, at any one point in your life, it's also something that is very uh, disabling in a sense that it doesn't sort of like encourage you sort of like do other things. You need to sort of like live life. <laughs> you need to move ahead. Mm. Uh, and, and, and so these, mon- these moments of reflection can also be uh, an inertia It's a moment of sort of like inertia as well, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and how do you use these moments of reflection productively, right? Because... Mm. Um, you don't want to fall into that trap of you know being slightly nostalgic or slightly regretful because because sometimes mm. it doesn't necessarily have to be positive, right? What if you went through a bad experience and you end up being regretful and mournful or whatever? Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So so yeah, should should we think about you know utilizing these things positively? I, I guess that's why, why, why you have, what do you, what do you do normally? The idea of reflection sometimes is that you think about. It, the past mm-hmm. and you try to you know improve on things right, right, or, right. Or, or you try to you know if it's a positive experience you try mm. to think about oh you know how why did it go positively and things like that right. and, and maybe think of ways to improve it but but I also feel like um, if you I guess uh, be slightly a bit more nostalgic or rather if you start thinking about the negative things that happen mm-hmm. sometimes you can be stuck in that that Moment mm-hmm. of you know oh you know what went wrong blah 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 I mean and, yeah. and sometimes there there are people out there who struggle to to use these moments mm-hmm. uh, positively right right yeah. right right I guess that's why sometimes you have resolutions right right yeah <laughs> you know, end right, of the right, year right, right. The, and then you, yeah, beginning of the year yeah. people have resolutions as well I yeah think it's uh, it's uh, it's very uh, interesting that you sort of like point out resolution as you know a way to then sort of like move past. Yeah. That kind of like wallowing and sort of like self pity, right? <laughs> yes. Sometimes, if you become too reflective, it, <laughs> it, uh, you might descend into a kind of melancholic uh, yeah. state uh, yeah. that is not entirely productive. Mm. Uh, one way I try to sort of like do this is that uh, I've, I was just always try to sort of like remember the things that I've read in mm. the past and use this as an opportunity to sort of like try to remember 
how different people have sort of like, you know, uh, uh, write about history in, in, in context that is so wildly uh, dissimilar from mine, personal sort of like history, mm-hmm. and try to see if I can sort of like connect it to me. And that process requires me to sort of like translate a lot of things, right? And how how this this sort of like way of sort of like thinking about the past is sort of like useful, you know? How, for example, like you know, a way of uh, a tradition of say an a South Asian or Indian sort of like peasant tradition of remembering the past can be even sort of like informative to how I sort of like view the future or what I want to sort of how can how can that motivate me to want to sort of like you know. Uh, uh, what kind of politics I want to enact as a sort of like future undertaking. Mm. So that's one way I I try to sort of, you know, always sort of like remember that there's this other sort of like path that is not always just me. Mm. It's always centered on just my person and my experience, but that my personal experience can be linked also, can be connected to things that you would never imagine Mm. that it can be linked to. Yeah. That's I guess that's 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 another level of reflection that I yeah, think it's, it's, it's quite it's quite but it's quite useful as well. I, yeah. I feel like I know people, but you have to make that extra effort to. I to, think to, so. To I mean, think uh, beyond yourself, right? Yeah. Because because like it or not, I think reflection can sometimes be quite individualistic, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you, do you but do you find reflection your your own personal sort of like attempts at reflecting always centered on your being and. Uh, Yes, I guess so to a certain okay. extent. I mean, and, and not in a narcissistic way. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, it's right. more of like, okay, you know, you how do you improve? How do you how do you improve? And you know, you try to think of your relationship with others. You know, how mm-hmm. you how you how you navigated through that particular moment or that particular you have yeah, some, phase. You're, you're a much more sensitive soul than I am. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. But yeah. So so. Um, so do you have any resolutions? Ah, um, good question. <laughs> I was just about to say that I'm not so big on resolutions, to okay. be honest. Yeah. Um, again, um, I don't know why. I'm open to the idea, but I usually don't do any. I think because, yeah, I always feel like you need to always just live life as is. <laughs> yeah, I always have goals. Always, you know, try to, you know, think of things that you want to do. But, mm. you know... I, I stop short of you know calling them resolutions okay. only because I don't want to Anything add that extra that's pressure. Achievable to within next year. Um, what do you mean? Like, I, like a goal? I, yeah, like a goal that is achievable rather than you know yeah. doing that you know straight up. Oh, this is this is gonna be these are the things that I want to do for next year. These are my resolutions. I I, right, I, I right, don't right. do that because yeah. I, okay, I, so what are the goals you've set up for yourself? Next I year? haven't thought of it yet. Okay. <laughs> At least it's as of this recording. Quite, yeah, yeah, right, right. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> what about you? Uh, what What's your attitude towards resolution? <laughs> you know, I, I I never sort of like have very. Uh, straightforward, you know, easy to sort of like define or list it down sort of like resolution. Generally, I just, you know, I want to sort of like make space mm. uh, for people. And a lot of my work is about sort of like enabling other people to sort of like find their own voice, mm. right? That's the whole point of teaching me. It's so that there you discover a language, you discover sort of like, you know, a whole sort of like range of vocabulary that you're able to then sort of like clarify your thoughts and your point of view mm-hmm. in wildly different sort of like contexts. Uh, and I want to sort of like improve on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I find that kind of work most meaningful. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not the easiest on the most natural thing that comes to me. So it's <laughs> always about each year reflecting on what I can, what I've done and seeing what else I can sort of like improve on. 
All right. And on that note, I think we should wrap this discussion up. Uh, any last thoughts, uh, Simon? No, not really. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you just heard from Simon soon. And we've been talking about uh, nostalgia and reflection, uh, especially as this is our end of the year episode, you know, the last episode for 2019. Yeah. Uh, you can share your thoughts with us by tweeting us at BFM Radio or you can send us an email to nightschool at bfm.my. Thanks for listening to yeah. us. And if you have any sort of like um, suggestions, please feel free to yeah. message feel, us. Please yeah. feel free to message us or you can just email them to us at um, nightschool at bfm.my. Uh, don't forget to also download the BFM app, which you can get on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Thanks once again, Simon. Thank you. Yeah, you've just heard from Simon Soon and I'm Hanif Barudin and you've been listening to Night School on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.